Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And the Twins are taking on Arizona Game 3. Probably a little bit cooler down there in Arizona today than it is up here. They take on the Diamondbacks, uh, trying to win two out of three. Lost the first one. One last night big. Uh, joining us now in the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, someone that knows all about playing independent races, coaching independent races, and beyond, Terry Steinbach. Terry, how are you today? Hey, you doing good, Maxie. Happy Father's Day to you. Yeah, you too. Uh, Thank you. Special day always, and uh, uh, yeah, for for everybody. And I hope you have a chance to to enjoy it. And I I know that Mary will pamper you. <laughs> that, that you will for sure. Terry, <laughs> give it. You know that the, the the twins are getting closest closer to being. You know, uh, uh, having a full roster here, and obviously it looks like with Joe Ryan wasn't too bad the other day. Sonny Gray's been pretty darn good. Dylan Bundy not bad. Chris Archer coming around. Uh, is this a really good rotation? A decent rotation? What do we got? I think it's developing into a very very decent decent to very good rotation. Um, obviously, the key is health. You know, you want to keep all those guys uh, uh, on schedule, taking their turns, taking them out every every fifth day. But it seems to be what we're seeing is that they're giving their offense a chance to win. They're keeping the opposition, in the most part, you know, down and, 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 and giving, you know, Buxton and Correa and, and, and the boys a chance to drive in some runs. Terry, I, I totally agree. This is Pete Najarian. I just wanted to tell you that uh, on the offensive side, that's what's been really impressive. Obviously, the pitching, you know, we, we look forward to that, and we always uh, want to analyze that. But tell us a little bit about the offensive side, because it seems like Gary Sanchez and some of the signs that the, 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 the trades and some of the signings that they've done have really, really given the, the Twins a nice boost. Are you seeing that as well? Absolutely, and I think it's kind of a, a, a pleasant surprise. I think it's very quiet. I think MLB hasn't really talked enough about uh, the offensive capabilities that the Twins are starting to show, and and that's all a good thing. I mean, let let everybody else think that the offense isn't that good, and, and then you know the Twins can step into some of these ballparks and face some of these other teams and really surprise them and really show them what they have to offer with both uh, – uh, uh, home run power, you know that that we're starting to see, and 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 uh, more importantly, some of the clutch hitting that that we're seeing driving in those runners. So, do you think Cleveland is the real deal, Terry, as we approach this uh, you know kind of early season showdown series, or do you do you, do you think that that they've got you know can can they go wire to wire here? I, I'm a little bit surprised that they played themselves back into this thing. I think it's too early to tell, Mike. I mean, if you go back and look at baseball over the years, you'll have a lot of teams that, you know, you kind of get to that all-star break who are, 
yeah, watch out for this team. And all of a sudden, the second half, they, they falter. Teams aren't, younger teams aren't used to the pennant grind of 162. And sometimes that shows kind of in that second half. So ultimately, as a player, we always thought that, hey, let's get to September and let's have a chance to win our division. Now, granted, there's some years where you might be 10, 15 games up, great, crew cruise into the playoffs. But otherwise, if you're in contention in September, that's going to give you a chance. And, and, and some teams, I think, are going to rise to the top a little bit, and then I think we're going to see some teams falter. Now, I don't have that crystal ball to tell you, but history will tell you that, that you know, it usually happens that way. Terry, with the uh, with everybody having this conversation for the last couple of years, what, where do you stand on this whole issue with speeding up the game? Is there, and if 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 you like that idea, what would you do to kind of speed things up? I know there's a a lot of different ideas out there on how things can go, but what what's your you know you were a catcher, so you understand it probably better than anybody. So what what where do you stand, and what do you think is probably one of the better answers to that question? Well, I think two big steps that they've taken already. I, I really like the electronic uh, pitch selector. I, I don't know what its technical name is, you know, where the catcher is just hitting a button and the pitcher gets the sign. That's going to speed up a lot instead of shaking, shaking, guy on second, you got to run out there, you got to come back, you know, and then all of a sudden you think they got the sign again, back out you go again. So I think that's going to help a lot. I think uh, the, the pitcher having to face three batters obviously has helped, but. You know, I think the pitchers take a rap here, you know, that they take too long, you know, to, to get ready to throw. I'm going to jump on, on, on the hitters as well. You, you still watch a game, and, and you do see a lot of hitters, um, you know, stepping in, stepping out, stepping in, stepping out. And then in conjunction with a, a potentially slow pitcher, that can add a lot of time to the game. And, you know, the one that we can't talk about is, is you know, the, the minute and a half to two minutes, two and a half minutes, you know, if, if, if it's a national televised game yep. in between innings. Yep. And I get it. You know, that's where money's coming from. Yep. The advertisers have to have their part, but that adds a lot to the game as well. You know, Terry, you just said it. Nobody wants to talk about it, including us at CCO Radio. <laughs> but all you'd have to do is run them out there. They say, well, why were they playing games so much quicker back in the 40s and the 50s? They didn't have these long commercial breaks, and, no, and nobody's going to fight that because that's where that pool of money is sitting. 100%, but it, and, and again, I think there's, there's only a certain point that you can get to. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the game is still still going to be the game, and you don't want to start ruining the integrity of the game because you're having guys do stuff when, you know, when they're not ready or yeah. whatever. So I think it's, it's, it's just a sport. It's been that way for a long time that you got to sit back and you got to enjoy it. You know, if you get a beautiful day like today and, and, you know, you're sitting at a stadium, enjoy your drink, enjoy the scenery, you know, and, and enjoy the ambiance of, of Target Field if they were playing home today and, and just, just make it a day. Don't go into the, the, the game with the attitude of, oh, I can't wait for this thing to be over, you know. Yeah. Terry, are you familiar with Banana Ball and Savannah Bananas and Jesse Cole? Are you familiar with that at all? I am not familiar. That's the first time I've heard that term. <laughs> well, and, and, and I'll tell you, the only reason I bring that up is they're kind of the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball, and I've been following this now ever since I watched a couple of different things about them, and it's phenomenal, and they do all these crazy things in between innings to entertain the crowd, and they're selling out stadiums, and it's, it's, it, it, it literally is like the Harlem Globetrotters, but with baseball. But one of the things that they did to speed up the game, which is, I thought, kind of an interesting concept, you tell me, but you have to stay in the batter's box for the entire time. You can't step out. Once you go in, you've got to stay there. 
So what, what do you think about something like that? Is that is that doesn't even make sense, or does it make sense? Um, you know, you still have to look down. You still have to get your signs. You know, like I said, that's why you still want to have the integrity of the game, meaning that the the, the manager is running the show. Are we going to bunt? Or are we going to hit and run? If there's a way for you to, you know, have one toehold in the box and still be able to look down at the third base coach to get a sign without the pitcher quick pitch, and you're fine. You know, I, I don't have any problem with that. Um, and again, I, you know, over, over the course of a game, how much are you really shaving off? You know, from a from a hitter, you know, uh, uh, stepping out occasionally, not you know, making a big scene with with uh, batting gloves and everything else. You know, so I, I, I don't know if that's really the the direction that we need to go for for trying to shave off time of a game. Kerry, on a, on a more domestic note, uh, you grew up in New Ulm. We've talked about it a lot, and you're playing for the, the uh, New Ulm Kaiser off. And one of the people that you played against over the years and with, I believe, when you drafted him was Joe Driscoll. And Joe was a legendary amateur baseball player, amateur athlete, really, that grew up in Lesseur and played for... Uh, well, he played for several teams, Lesseur, Arlington mainly, uh, Prior Lake, uh, uh, Red Wing, uh, and he was kind of considered uh, just the ultimate gamer. I know your brother played with him as well when he was drafted, and he passed away at the age of 70 uh, this week. But uh, I know you know him well, and you and you know of him, and you know that vintage well. Who, who was Joe Driscoll? Oh, man, Jumpin' Joe, you yeah. know, is what we called him. And everything that I've been reading about him is, is, is so true. I mean, I was in high school, and uh, I think maybe a junior in high school facing Arlington. That's when he, the Arlington had those powerhouse teams, yeah. you know, and we're facing Joe. And I can just remember as my career progressed, as I got better as, as we went to the U, one of the guys that was so in my corner with both uh, humor and and everything else was Joe Driscoll. I mean, I'll never forget the, the, the story. I think uh, I think we got drafted in high school in 1980. You, you know, I got drafted in high school, so Joe would have been, let's say, 30 years old at the time. And uh, we played the game, and he comes over to me dead serious. He goes, hey, you know, I was just wondering, uh, you know, golly, I feel pretty good about my pitching. Uh, you know, what do you, uh, what do you think my chances are of, of, of being drafted? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and I didn't know Joe, you know, very well at that time, I thought the man was serious. So I'm like, well, teacher, I, you know, I, I think you're actually doing. Pretty- well, he just starts cracking up. I mean, his his draftability days were long gone. But that's the type of personality he had. That's the the the, the presence that he he brought. And and again, he as good as a sense of humor that he had, and, and as fun loving as the guy was. I don't want to downplay his competitiveness. I mean, Ooh. we drafted that guy on, on our Kaiser F teams all the time because he's going to give you seven solid. You put that guy in, 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 a, in a playoff situation, I mean, he was probably one of the best that was out there. Yeah, great stuff, Kerry. Uh, happy Father's Day again. Uh, say hi to Mary and the family, but appreciate you always. Thanks, Terry. Hey, thanks a lot, and same to you, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there as well. You bet. Terry Steinbach, one class act, nice enough to join us. Take a break, come back. You're listening to The Huddle. Call us or text us anytime, 651-461-9226, Like the text, love the phone calls. Give us a call if you like. Mike Max, Pete Nigerian on The Huddle on WCCO. Welcome back. The Huddle, Mike Max, Pete Nigerian. Pete, did you like see? Uh, have you have you seen Top Gun Maverick? I have. I, I have. I, matter of fact, you know what we did, Max? We did something really fun. My daughter, Lexus, a uh, wonderful young lady, came up here for Father's Day. Yeah. Drove up from Omaha. It's yeah. a fantastic time to see her and everything. But 
I said to her the other night, I said, Hey, uh, have you ever seen Top Gun? And she said, <laughs> she looked at me and she says, no. And I go, really? You mean the original said, Top Gun? Yeah, the original yeah. Top Gun. It's 36 years ago, man. Yeah, I know. That's I know. how long. <laughs> that our, makes our me. just loves that movie, though. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but you're a lot younger than me. Yeah. But anyway, it, it's a fantastic movie, right? We all liked it. But we watched it the other night, and it holds up okay. There's yep. a little bit of, you know, that's not not as great. One, you know, but it's 36 years old, too. But we uh, we told her, I said, let's let's watch that. So I, we did that. I think it was Friday night. We watched that, and then we... um Decided we were going to go see Maverick last night. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Maxie, I tell you, I, it does not happen to me often, but I was on the edge of my seat. It's unbelievable. And what I really love about Tom Cruise, cause a lot of people don't like him for whatever reason, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I like the guy. And, and you know, I my father was, yeah. imp- my father was infamous for always saying these classic lines. One of his great lines was, and it would be, uh, for anybody specifically that he was talking about, but he'd say, have you ever seen a bad Tom Cruise movie? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you start going through your head and you really can't come up with too many, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he would do that with different actors and actresses and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what, we went last night. The place was packed. They're doing unbelievable numbers in the, in the theaters. Which well, I think this, the timing of this movie is great. I, I went a couple weeks ago and, and don't you think, I mm-hmm. mean, as we talked about, people are coming out again. We're looking yep. for something to do. Uh, if you can give them a good movie, cause there really haven't been many, very many good movies made in the last couple of years. No. No, and a lot of them probably should have gone straight to, uh, you know, getting streaming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but there's, but you there's know, very few that, that would compel you to want to go see it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think some of the studios even understood that as they were getting closer to the yep. release and then obviously didn't, weren't able to do it in the theaters. But I'll tell you the most interesting thing for me, Maxie, was just, just the fact that, that this movie absolutely has taken everybody by storm and Tom Cruise did a really gutsy thing. He held this movie until they could do what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And, he know, stuck with back- it, didn't he, until it was done yeah. the way he wanted it done, including the Val Kilmer scene and everything else. Yep, yeah. And and the fact that they, they should have or they were asked to do it streaming, and he was like, not a mm-hmm. chance. Not a, not a chance. And he's and what I like is it's back to those summer releases. You know, it's always summer or Christmas or whatever where there's these major releases. You know, these guys, they're, they're basically fast approaching and probably over now this weekend – 500 million bucks. And, mm. and Tom Cruise, this is the financial side of me looking at him. Maxi, he made 12 and a half million to do the movie, but he gets 10% of the gross. Okay. So <laughs> that, that's not a bad number because that's now all of a sudden number. you look at and counting, right? At, <laughs> and, and that's before you get into the international, uh, DVD yeah. release and the cable rights and the this all and that. I mean, that. We're, we're just, we're, we're, this is just the, the blockbuster of people going to the movie. I mean, I, I did grow tired of my wife saying, you know, I've always kind of had a crush on him. <laughs> I don't. I get that, honey. You don't need to say it again. <laughs> I'll tell you, they they did such a good job with so many different parts of that movie. Oh, though, the way they, they the way they if you've seen both movies, and that's why it was good for mm-hmm. you to watch it for your daughter to watch it. I mean, the way that they they yeah, they really did a good job uh, of playing off each the, the 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 original versus this because we were so locked oh, yeah. in. They did so many things right, so many things right, you know, and they, and they, and they made him so much more likable, you know, especially early on because he's kind of fighting the man kind of thing and all this other kind of thing. But I'll, I'll tell you, the other cool thing is, you know, the guy does all his own stunts still to this day and he's a pilot and he's all these other things. I mean, it's amazing what that guy is willing to do. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to pat him too hard on the back, but I'll tell you, 
Great movie, really entertaining. I highly suggest anybody who hasn't seen it take take a chance. Maybe go into some air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if, good day to do that. The heat's getting to you. Yes. Uh, well, but yeah, he's he's done pretty well financially on that one too, oh, Maxie. Man. Ken and Blaine has been waiting patiently. Let's go to Ken. Ken, you're on with Pete and Mike. Good morning. Uh, I have. I uh, just wanted to say that I've thoroughly enjoyed the uh, Stanley Cup, the finals, two games, uh, or the two games that have been played so far in the finals. I'm absolutely amazed with Colorado on how well they play. I mean, they're not only really fast, but they tend to be in the right locations all the time. Yeah, I mean, again, can appreciate the call. They're well coached, so is Tampa. Uh, but mm-hmm. Colorado was, you know, they, they've since, you know, the middle of the year, everybody pointed them, Pete, as being the team to beat uh, in the West for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got some parts. They made a couple of moves. Darcy Kemper is their, their goaltender, and he's not the – feature piece. It's not like he's a big-time backstop, but of course we had him here at one time with the uh, uh, Minnesota Wild, but I-, I think it's also good, Pete, because you're seeing two uh, middle markets playing for the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I love that part of it. I really do, and I think they're getting some pretty decent numbers uh, mm-hmm. so far, but, you know, last night, that was just a it was blowout. Yeah. You know, seven zip. I, that's where speed does kill. You know, th- this is, a, uh, and we've talked about this before, Maxi. speed versus you know, sort of the physical side of things. Yeah. And, and Tampa, obviously, more of the physical team. Yep. And we, and they depend on that goalie. And, and, Which and is Lefty, fine yeah. as long as you're ahead, you know. You can be right. physical on that, but you get behind. Ooh. Yeah, and, and both games, by the way, and, and you guys probably all know this very well, but both games, he gave up three goals in the first period yes. so far. Yes, and the that first one you so thought was un- over and Tampa came back. And Tampa came back and they gave it a great shot, but then lost four three. And then, then all of a sudden it just, you know, it, it seemed like everything sort of fell off for them last night. They, I think that they will bounce back. This, you know, the Rangers series was interesting for them. And, they, you know, it was kind of the winning team at home kind of deal. And then eventually, obviously Tampa took over, but I, I still think that Tampa's got a shot. I, I love watching those guys. I do love the physical side of it. And they've got to get the help out the goaltender. When, the, you know, when somebody's struggling, you got to figure out ways to help them out. And they, they certainly can do that. And they haven't done a great job of that so far. Right, when we come back, we'll visit with Lee Hutton talking all things NIL. He is a former gopher, uh, the same fraternity that Pete lives in, but he also is an attorney that represents. And now as we move into this, we're trying to come to terms with, what is the NIL? How much money is at stake? Who are these high school kids that are getting opportunities? We'll ask him all of the above when we come back. You're listening to The Huddle, 651-461-9226. If you want to join us anytime, stay with us. Welcome back to The Huddle, 651-461-9226. If you want to participate with us, joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Lee Hutton, former Golden Gopher wide receiver, uh, attorney at large and a parent of a son that will compete next year at the University of Wisconsin in football. All of the above are good reasons to have him on. Uh, first of all, Lee, happy Father's Day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to you, Mike. I want to talk to you about this NIL deal because uh, we're all trying to sort this out, and you've been on the front lines of it. You and I were talking the other day, and I think, I think the first kind of misnomer is – if you're going to get an NIL deal, you have to perform some duty to merit it. It's not just a college or a high school shoveling money out to a uh, a player or a student athlete, correct? That's correct. And the language is quid pro quo. So you have to do something, meaning uh, the athlete has to provide some type of services. It can't be, uh, I, here's $1,000, uh, thank you and good night. So there has to be an exchange of services. Uh, otherwise, it would be a violation of the NIL deal. Pete? 
Lee, it's Pete. A uh, quick question for you. Have we opened up Pandora's box, or is this uh, a good thing that's going on? I kind of go back and forth personally, so I'm just curious. What do you think? Yeah, hey, happy Father's Day to you, too. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, man. I, 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 think, I think we have opened up uh, Pandora's box, and I don't know if we uh, – and I'm not saying that could be a bad thing. I think we're going to have to adjust – uh, how we market athletes, how we uh, use this in the landscape of Title IX, which is an extreme benefit. Uh, but uh, to a certain extent, are we ready? Uh, are the institutions ready? Are the kids ready? Are, are we ready as parents uh, to uh, really step over uh, uh, from amateurism athletics into a professional landscape? Lee, I, I, as I try to get my arms around this, I see two pockets where, where the people can benefit. Now, if you're not a star player, but you're a big influencer uh, in the social media, you got a chance. But above and beyond that, it certainly looks like the rich get richer, the high profile are going to be the ones that cash in. And there's going to be a whole lot of kids that maybe they hear this NIL and they hear these numbers, but maybe don't bring that market value, uh, can't do things uh, that, that are going to, you know, going to drive their, their value up. Do you see it that way? Either you're an influencer or you're a high profile a player in a major sport are those the big winners i i absolutely agree with that statement to I me mean, either you're going to uh i be able to benefit for the market and with everything in a capitalistic uh society uh the market is going to control uh your value now certain kids let's just take my son i'm very proud of the young man he speaks uh, fluent chinese uh, and so we're looking at opportunities where he can kind of bridge uh, a market that is not traditionally uh, uh, going to football games, but do it in a language uh, where he can kind of separate himself, uh, where there is a need, uh, in a sense. I, you know, but I do think uh, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. There's, uh, there has to be a demand for that particular athlete for them to benefit uh, from NIL uh, endorsement deals. Hey, Lee, how about the, you know, this is something Maxie and I have been talking about for a long time now, um, probably since we started doing the show. And, and I'm, I'm curious your take on this. What about the haves and the have nots as far as the schools themselves? So yeah. there are some schools in this country, uh, you know, many of them in the SEC and, and around, and obviously look at the Pac 12, you look at a school like USC, the money just seems to flow, right? But how about uh, the schools where it's a little bit different and, and we've cut sports and we've done this, that and the other. And now all of a sudden we're opening up, the, you know, sort of the, the treasure chest. And and do we can we compete? Can the University of Minnesota, for instance, compete with an Ohio state where we know the dollars are different? Uh, what do you think going forward? Well, this is where, when, when I look at NIL, uh, opportunities, I look at, uh, the, the, uh, purpose of having a more con- con- cohesive environment. For example, I, Pete, as you know, when we, uh, uh, were recruited to the University of Minnesota. They often talked about the corporate community being uh, uh, a staple in supporting their athletes. Well, here is literally uh, an opportunity where uh, they can put step their up, money. boys. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. To where their money, where their mouth is. Uh, but I can tell you, I've been and I'm I'm maroon and gold for life. But uh, my son uh, just met with his NIL advisor in the University of Wisconsin. Literally has a database website where they take the psychographics and the demographics of every student athlete, male and female, and put it into a database where the community at large 
can go on and pitch deals within a coverage area of, you know, no deal less than 300, uh, sky's the limit type uh, uh, protections. Uh, they can see uh, the talents of the young men and young women uh, offer a pitch that will get reviewed by the University of Wisconsin. Uh, and then if it meets all the guidelines, they're accepted. What a great way to uh, get the community involved, uh, particularly with these young men and women. Uh, and so I think the University of Minnesota has to catch up uh, to this opportunity. And, I, and, I, and they're in a perfect atmosphere where they have the Fortune 500 uh, companies to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do, both of you have thrown this at, I guess. I, I'm seeing a different position evolve here at, at, um, at these major universities and, and, and akin to a general manager. Uh, of an NFL team where, where uh, they're going to, because this is going to be almost overwhelming for coaches to get their arms around and everything else. Do you think we're going to see that, at least in the Power Five conferences, where there's going to have to be some new positions created, uh, where they're either the liaison to the corporate community for the kids or something like that, because this is getting too big for the staffs as we know them and the acumen that they have to handle, Lee? Yeah, I, I would I would like to see uh, for the University of Minnesota uh, kind of a on call uh, uh, trademark or copyright or uh, a rights publicity attorney uh, that every athlete has an opportunity uh, to seek services where you know the university can sponsor uh, because you know this goes into the Pandora's box scenario uh, is. With more money, there becomes more problems uh, and more responsibilities uh, uh, from the social media, from uh, maintaining who you are as an 18-year-old uh, on and off the field. I mean, there's just going to be more requirements. And, you know, heaven forbid, if there was a breach by uh, a corporate uh, community member or a breach by the athlete. Exactly, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, certain, and it's hard for them to get their arms around it right now. That's exactly right, and then you have to hire uh, the Hutton firm to, uh, for one side, to represent you in the breach. (laughs) That's right. Uh, So, you know, I I think you're right, uh, Maxie. I think there has to be uh, positions, or there are going to be positions created at the institutions to make sure that we literally don't fumble the ball on this one. Well, Lee, I appreciate you joining us today, and and I know we're still in the infancy stages, but it's, it's at minimum incredibly fascinating uh, and, and it has moved at warp speed over the last couple of months, particularly with basketball players that are getting deals uh, as they move in the transfer portal. So we're, we're just seeing the very tip of the iceberg, but it'd be fun to tap India from time to time and see how it's going. So thank you so much. Anytime. Yeah, happy Father's Day, Lee. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Lee Hutton. Mike, Max, Pete, Nigerian. I'm on the road over to MC the Mr. Baseball Miss Softball Award at Target Field, so I will reconnect by phone here for the last segment, and Pete and I will take it away from there. You're listening to The Huddle on News Talk 830 WCCL. Welcome back. Mike, Max, by phone right now. I'm over at Target Field, Pete. I'm going to MC the uh, Mr. Baseball Miss Softball. Uh, they got oh. seven finalists in each, and we'll name them, and... Uh, uh, it should be kind of fun over here. It always is. But, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that you see when you and I'll see it here today is the uh, amount of training that's now available to kids. We had Deventry on earlier uh, that they can be, you know, whatever they want to be, because we have facilities and training that, that go year round and uh, uh, for better or worse. Now, you, you had 
a little bit of that when, when you and I were growing up, but it certainly wasn't at the level that it is right now. W- what do you think of that and what concerns you about that as kids uh, you know, decide to train for you know, either one sport or one? You know, you know, there's a way to do it without burning out, I guess, is what I'm saying. And there's kind of a happy mm-hmm. medium that you have to hit there as you grow up so that you still enjoy the sport. What yeah. what did you learn about that, and how did you try to impart that to your children? Well, I would encourage one thing, and I got in trouble with this with one of the coaches once long ago when I was, uh, you know, out of football, retired. I was working as a financial guy, and the the local football team asked me to come over and speak to the high school football team, and and the coach wasn't happy with me because he wanted the kids to just focus on football. But my message was, hey, look. If you want to be an athlete at, at any level, you, you should try to participate in as many different events and or uh, sports as you possibly can. Just try to expand yourself. And that way you don't get into that burnout phase that oftentimes you see these, these poor kids who only play soccer and they do it 12 months a year or hockey or baseball, whatever it might be. And, and I, I would highly encourage kids to, to get out there and try to be three sport athletes. Maybe it's two sports, but maybe it is three sports. I did three. I loved it. I played football, played basketball, ran track. And I'll tell you, it really did help me because it mentally gave me a little bit of a break, Maxi, where, you know, the football season was over, whether it was good or bad, it was over. And now you're on to the next and you're on to basketball. And now all of a sudden that whole thing and, it, and the different types of moves and athleticism that you have to display there versus the football field same thing with track getting the opportunity to get out there run high hurdles throw the shot put do triple jump do whatever and and you know i think that that helps these athletes because i see so many kids that just burn out or they're young and they've been playing baseball only for their career and they've been there since fifth or sixth grade and they're trying to throw fastballs they're trying to throw the curveball and they're doing all this stuff at a, at a young age but they're constantly just doing the one sport and I think that, that that's a detriment. I think you'd much rather get a little bit more rounded and get a break from some of those sports. And so it's, it, I think it's great that these guys are, are training as hard as they are year-round. I think that part of it is awesome because I still stick to that, that way of working out myself. But I think the reality is if you are just focused on just one sport, I think sometimes – Obviously, there are people that do very, very well with that. But I think oftentimes more than more, more than than people probably think get really, really burnt out and then they just sort of leave sports. And that's that's the sad part about it. That's the sad part. Yep, I had a chance to play three sports throughout and a couple sports in college. And you always, because I tell you, at the, it, it's hard at the end of a, a season. You, you feel, you feel bad. I mean, no matter what, yeah. you, either you, even if you had a good season, you feel bad because you're not with your friends anymore or the same group mm-hmm. because it was special usually, uh, it, or it was a bad season and you feel bad. But, but you, it, it's so nice to have something to look forward to right after that's yeah. completely different. I just think that in life, too, I mean, you, you don't want to just do the same things every day uh, mm-hmm. because that's not healthy, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. I, I, and, I, and I'm a firm believer in that. And, and you know, I, I, I would encourage coaches to also encourage the kids to do that at, at every level, junior high level and high school and all of that. Maxie, I was thinking about something as we were talking to Lee Hutton, though, and we were talking about this yeah. NIL and the money. It reminds me a little bit of Bitcoin, quite honestly. And here's why I say that. It because sounds like it, doesn't really, it? Well, yeah. And there's, and there's really, when you look at NIL, okay, and we've asked people who really know a lot more than we do about the entirety of it. But the reality is, Maxie, there, there is almost no regulation there. I mean, yes, you've got to do yep. something to, to get the money, but 
there's no there's not a cap on the dollars and and so that's why i worry about this being something that's going to be bad because the problem is if there's no cap on the dollars i i read about a kid just the other day he's the number one nil high school kid coming out of high school he doesn't come out till 2023 Eight million dollars is the estimated amount of money that they're gonna, he's going to get. He he gets thirty three hundred fifty thousand up front. Then he's going to get monthly payments once he gets into college at twenty twenty three, and then it's two million dollars a year starting in twenty twenty three. I mean, I, I, I don't it, it, I don't know. I just I don't like this. I wanted to believe on Saturday afternoon that I'm and I understand. You know, they they get full yeah. scholarship, and there's always been the. Hey, yeah, down south they do this and do that, but uh, I don't know how this is going to will, will it be the same. I don't know, and I guess you know, God bless the people that can get some. But but you're, you know, Kerwin Walton who just left it. Uh, he went from Hopkins to North Carolina, and he hit it just right, Pete, because he he ended up uh, in the transfer portal, and all of a sudden there were a number of teams that didn't get what they wanted from the portal, and and he was the perfect fit, almost like a free agent. And so sure. he signed with Texas Tech, and and you know the, the the numbers are all you know they're legit. They're not they're not cheating any system. But you're talking about a car, you know, twenty twenty five grand a month, and 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 then you have to do X amount. But back to your point, I, I assume uh, you know what's the value of an appearance? Well, you get to decide that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if the car dealer wants to pay uh, twenty thousand dollars for one appearance, even though that would be outrageous, as of now, the way I read it, he can do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 almost a way of going under the table but staying on top of the table, right? I, I mean, the, yeah. the reality is that we, you know, there's got to be some kind of regulation in this space, and I, you know, I personally don't have the answers, but I I, I can see that how this can go and where this could could very quickly go, Maxi, and and it yeah. it doesn't look good, and I, it still does bother me though that you know this really is that haves and have nots because we all know that there yeah. are certain and I, and I know Lee said well Minnesota's got to step up and I agree with him one hundred percent, but that being said. It's a different society up here in Minnesota as opposed to maybe in Alabama or, you know, down there with Auburn or whatever, Tennessee, where it, yeah. it is football. And there's a hundred plus thousand people going into these stadiums and they have great, they've always had the, the, the fellow, the follow up of, of so many different alumni that want to be a part of it and are willing to be financially a part of it. Well, you know, it's, it's a little bit different here. And even if we can up our game, I don't know that we're going to be competing then against those kinds of schools. I, I just don't see how we can. I, I got a text here, a personal text saying, do you think that the Minnesota corporations will step up? And I, I guess the answer is, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, they get tired of it already, right? All the corporations do because you, you hit them up for for donations, Everything. and now all of a sudden you're yep. you're hitting them up again for something else, and and you say, well, if you want us to compete, the University of Minnesota's hitting them up for not just sports but everything all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a never ending uh, want, right? You want those guys, and and let's be honest, the the community should should want that to some degree, and I think that. You know, the University of Minnesota is preparing a lot of student athletes and students, obviously, specifically that, that are going to be working at, at a lot of these various companies someday. So they're doing the prep work for all of this. But, uh, you know, Maxie, it, it, it's a very, very interesting world that we're in right now with the NIL money because I just, until they have fo- some form of regulation over it, I, I just don't know that it's, uh, it's going to turn <laughs> it out the way they think. It doesn't feel good, does it? No, <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. And it, 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 it kind of makes you uncomfortable because it's almost like we've said, okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to open up 
the fence and we're going to let everybody just run. But some of you have a lot of, a lot more help than others. And, and, and you get a little bit extra speed out of that. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's the way I view it. And obviously we all know what happened with Texas A&M and the arguments between Saban and the, the coaches yep. just going back and forth and all of that. And they're friends. Imagine if they didn't like each other. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, and this is going to happen sooner than later. The freshmen are going to show up on campus. And that, mm-hmm. that top freshman, like you just mentioned, uh, is going to live in a dorm. Are you kidding me? I'm buying a house <laughs> on the lake. <laughs> you know? yeah. But but the, the, the freshman that was the last one to sign, he's doing a dorm and the board plan and all that stuff. Now, now you, can, mm-hmm. you can get through that in pro sports. They do it. Some guys make more money than others. But this is going to be different for 18-year-old kids. Yeah, the the difference is is night and day, especially for some of these athletes that are getting just incredible numbers, Maxie. And it's going to make it. It just gets more and more complicated, and it, and it and it almost opens the door. Not just as as we keep saying Pandora's Pandora's box, but it it just opens the door for even more money to flow in areas that 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 should make us all a little bit more uncomfortable. To be honest with you, it's it's uh, it's something that there there needs to be some kind of hedges some sort of a, yeah. you know a regulation that just holds back to some degree or or at least defines where it ends and i think that's the that's the key really happy father's day my man <laughs> back at you maxi you're a busy man <laughs> uh, appreciate it we'll do it again next week you've been listening to the huddle i'm off the mc the mr baseball miss softball at Target Field, but we'll be back next week with a whole lot more to talk about. Twins baseball later today, right here on WCCL. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. 
So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.